One final show before the start of the 2023 NFL Draft. We have some draft nostalgia for you today, a final wish list, and a state of the Eagles before tomorrow's first round right here on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Wednesday edition of the show. Shout out to the everydayers Monday through Friday on all podcast platforms and on YouTube as well. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Louis DiBiase alongside Gino Camilleri, and this is the final pre-draft show of the 2023 offseason. Gino, we made it. Tomorrow is the start of the first round. The Eagles have the 10th and 30th overall pick. We will be live for everybody on our YouTube channel and on Twitter all throughout the night. It is one of my favorite nights of the year because the draft, for the most part, I feel like 90% of fans and teams feel like they came out a winner that night. Yeah, it's always funny the the next day after the draft ends when they put out all those draft grades, right? Oh, and yeah. There's so many more A's and so B's many A's. than there are other <laughs> F minuses. And right? then in reality, and, most of them are not A's. Yeah, exactly. You won't know until they get in the building and – I think there's a, a great quote from Howie Roseman. Uh, Shelton Gibson shows up the first day to rookie camp, right? Man, there's a reference. He goes out there and watching him play and looks at the wide receiver coach and he goes, well, this guy can't catch. And Damn. you don't know about those <laughs> you don't know until, until you, you get, get your hands building, on it. Right? Yep, exactly. So yeah. tomorrow, just live in the hope. That's what tomorrow is. And that's what this whole season is. It's finding the hope that you can get that next guy, that next Brandon Graham, that next Fletcher Cox, that next foundational piece and avoid the Marcus Smiths, avoid the Danny Watkins, because it's not graded the day after the day before, even a year after it's three, four years down the road. Are you signing these guys to multiple contracts? And that's what Howie Roseman has been pretty good at, especially in this turnaround Post 2020, I think he's done an exceptional job drafting. And a lot of those guys that he has taken over the last couple of years, they're going to get second contracts. And for sure, I mean, Devontae Smith, like sign him to a lifetime deal right now. Landon Dickerson will get one. A lot of these guys, I'm sure Mm -hmm. in this past draft class as well. And yeah, you know, that really is the theme of the draft is we just never know. It's definitely optimism season, but it's all a shot in the dark. I mean, of course there's philosophies and there's ways to do it, but We've seen that almost anything can work, and sometimes things you think can't work, work. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's going to be just embrace the chaos of tomorrow for sure. And the other thing is, you know, we have no idea what – you you know, we don't know how these prospects are going to turn out, but we also have no idea what the Eagles are going to do. I mean, how many James Palmer reports have I seen in the last three days of the Mm -hmm. Eagles love Paris Johnson? The Eagles love B. John Robinson. I can't imagine Lucas Van Ness getting past the Eagles. They want Jalen Carter. It's like – Okay, you're throwing every breadcrumb out there. I mean, so these aren't really reports. It's like you're just giving us every single scenario. Like, of course. So we have, I mean, Howie Roseman said it himself in the press conference a few weeks ago. He's not telling anybody what he's doing. So we have a good understanding of the scenarios that could transpire, but which one's actually going to shape up. These reports continue to tell me nobody knows anything. 
it's almost Tyrion Lannister-esque for all my Game of Thrones fans. And there's one episode where he puts out bits of information, but he just changes up one or two little items. And I think that's what Howie Roseman is doing. Oh, if I hear that Lucas Van Ness is the guy, I know that I told this individual. And if I hear Paris Johnson was the report, well, I know today's it was thing was individual. he could trade up if, you know, Tyree Wilson or, mm-hmm. um, you Jane know, Carter, Jay- Jalen Anderson. Carter, Will yep. Anderson falls. There's every report in the book. There was a trade up talk today about Paris Johnson. Yeah, there was another one too, I think from Albert Breer. And then you got the Dane Brugler and all those guys put out their 24 hour prior to the draft. And it's funny. It's like, how he's been calling to trade up, how he's also been that calling I to totally trade down. Believe, yeah, I totally mean, believe, though. I mean, I definitely believe that part. Yeah, that's, that's how, how. Roseman. It's, it's optionality, and you're not a good GM if you don't do that. If you're He's preparing not for every scenario. That's the yeah, draft, because you don't know how teams, like how he said, he's not going to tell anybody what he's doing, and other teams are going to do the same, so you have to prepare for everything. Yeah, I believe they moved up with Dallas to get Devontae Smith, if I'm not they mistaken. Did. They right? did. And they had that plan all shaken out prior to the draft that if this scenario does happen, Devonte Smith is there. These are the picks. So I'm sure that's on the board as well for them. And Howie Roseman always says one thing as well that I think is important. He above everybody else wants to trade, right? But it's not a mock draft simulator. Sometimes the trades aren't there. Sometimes exactly. the trade up isn't there. The guys want to sit there, take their guy. You want to move back, but Hey, a team doesn't have, let's say you want to move back to, to 19 but you only have 15 first round grades. You're not going to move back to 19. Sometimes that doesn't work out like that. And Howie Roseman is as good of anybody at doing that. And Lou, I thought the best report today though, was talking about Bijan Robinson and they went back to the Christian McCaffrey draft and they're like, Oh yeah, if he was there at 14, they would have taken him. I'm like, well, there weren't edge rushers that were anywhere near this level because the Eagles ended up with Derek Barnett. Of course you take Christian McCaffrey right. because you're stuck with this, guy who's stuck in the mud as a pass rusher has no explosion has no high ceiling and you kind of were just forced into that pick and that's what you want to avoid right you don't want to be forced into a pick so if it comes down to it and all your first round grades are gone you can't move back you can't move up you're gonna have to sit there at 10 and take a guy and hopefully they have at least 15 to 17 first yeah. round grades which i would assume they do and again with the theme of the draft you know those players even though you might not think are top tier prospects that are worth being a top 10 pick. Sometimes they can still work out. So that's mm-hmm. the draft. And again, you're kind of just a prisoner of your circumstance and you know, that's the way the board falls, but Howie Roseman's going to try everything in his power to not let others dictate what he's going to do. So if they sit there at 10 and make a selection to me, Gino, it's either somebody fell right in their lap or other teams didn't let him move either up mm-hmm. or down to me. If it's up to Howie Roseman, he will not be picking tomorrow at 10. Whether he moves up or down, that's to be decided. But yeah, even that scenario could happen because as you mentioned, it takes two to tango and other teams have to be willing to trade up for these prospects or willing to trade down and let mm-hmm. the Eagles go after a guy like Jalen Carter for sure. But Gino, I think another thing before we take a break and head over to our final wish list for the draft is no matter what happens tomorrow, and there are some picks that I won't love. I'm not going to like if they take Lucas Van Ness. I'm not going to love if they take Peter Skaronsky with that 10th overall pick. There's some guys that I definitely have preference over. But at the same time, there's nothing tomorrow that could get me to panic or be really super emotional in a negative mm-hmm. way compared to you know maybe the 2020 draft when they drafted Hurts or 2021 when I thought they should take a quarterback. You know, there, There's certain years where I did not like what they did. This year, no matter what, this team is so set up for the future and for the now on both sides of the ball that 
not to say tomorrow's a luxury. It's a very important draft to continue to add inexpensive core pieces around Jalen Hurts after he signed that mega contract. But to me, they're, they're so beautifully set up on this roster that, again, I don't think there's any panicky feeling to me in this fan base tomorrow. Right. If you don't have 10, I think that's a realistic conversation to say, yeah, there's some guys yeah. that maybe if you don't get, you'll be a little upset. And hey, it happens when you're the second best team in the National Football League. But the Eagles lucked into New Orleans Saints wanting to move that pick. They have a top 10 selection and you're not sitting there like Houston where it's like, yeah, we would love Will Anderson. But how does the city of Houston buy in? to another season of Davis Mills, right? right. Like, Philly yeah, is, having an elite have, franchise quarterback totally changes your perspective. And not just things. that, too. I mean, like, you have the foundational pieces everywhere else. Like, you yeah. have perennial all-pros and Hassan Reddick at the edge sure. position. You have two corners that you signed. You're not in a draft where you have to force a need either. Like, at safety, would it be awesome if there's a guy who's a top-10 safety and you can go and take him? Yeah, absolutely. But you're not just going to take Brian Branch at 10 for the sake of taking Brian Branch. The needs have to align with what the strengths of the class are. And I think that's why you're so okay with it, Lou, because if the strengths were linebacker and running back and it was a little shallow at defensive line and you, you can make a case that maybe there's one guy in the top 10 you take on the offensive line. No, there's multiple guys on the defensive line that you're okay with taking in the top 10. There's probably two guys I would say, Paris Johnson, Skaronsky, that you take with that offensive lineman pick and even at corner. I mean, those needs align with the strengths and align with what the Eagles will probably need, not just now, but in the future. So that's why at the end of the day, yeah, they make those selections. I mean, you, you can't be too upset. Lucas Van Ness, it would be a run-of-the-mill Derek Barnett type of pick, but I don't think you can do be too upset of it with what exactly. they already have there. And that's how I felt in 2017 when they took Barnett. I didn't love it, but I wasn't panicking because I thought they had a franchise quarterback. They had signed Alshon Jeffrey. They were making moves where I said, this roster is good to go, and mm. you know this is just icing on the cake. And that's kind of how I feel about tomorrow's draft. And as you mentioned, they have two first-round picks, and I trust Howie with the job he's done the last two draft mm. classes for sure. What is, though, on our final wish list? Even though we're not going to panic, what do we want to see tomorrow night? We'll get into that coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories? Then you need the best-tasting protein bar, Built Bar. you got to try them. If you're like me and you want to make a healthier snack choice but you don't want to compromise on taste, we've got just the thing for you, Built Bars and Built Bar Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they're so good. They're not just good for you. They taste incredible, just like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in some unbelievable flavors. Churro, my favorite peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. Not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been telling you to go to Bilt.com and order Bilt Bar which you can still do, but now you can also order them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank us later, and we thank Built Bar for sponsoring the Locked On Eagles podcast today. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this Wednesday edition of the show, the final 
pre-draft show of the 2023 offseason. Thanks for always making us your first listen of the day. Shout out to the everydayers that have been with us from the Super Bowl loss and on covering what's been a really fun, chaotic very quick off season, Gino for, you know, it, it felt like it has gone very fast compared to our past years doing this podcast. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some everydayers that have been with us since 2018. And even those that are new, I'm sure yeah. tomorrow is going to be just as exciting for you guys as it is for us and highly recommend tuning into the live show. That's our favorite show of the year. You get some great oh, yeah. reactions. Like when AJ Brown came to the Eagles, we have to dig up the Daniel Jones file. That's an all time. Oh, trust me, I'm on working on end. it now to drop tomorrow morning. I'm trying oh, to put perfect. together all the reactions. Perfect. Since that... we've been doing the live shows together since the 2019 draft, which was when they traded up for Andre Dillard. I was watching mm. your reactions on that the other day. So we've got some good ones. And do you know that's on my wish? We're going to do our wish list this segment. My number one thing on this wish list, honestly, is to get a pick tomorrow, even if it's not the Eagles pick. That gets a classic Geno Camilleri reaction. Like if they take, I don't know, if they take Paris Johnson, we're going to be like, yep, that was the right pick. Like, the, you know, mm-hmm. this is a great move. He's the starting right guard, the future right tackle. But that won't get that A.J. Brown trade-up type of buzz or even when they drafted Jalen Rager over Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. So number one on my wish list, even if it's not the Eagles pick, like Will Levis goes two, I need something to get you going tomorrow night. Yeah, it might start out quick. If Levis goes too, I mean, heck. There is some rumors about Houston maybe liking Levis. We had him in the predictive mock going to Houston, and it's starting to pick up, man. (laughs) If it does, I'll be probably very close to that Daniel Jones reaction. And that's another part that we have to talk about with what we talked about in the first segment. It's a lot of luck, too, like for the final wish list. I'd say let the board fall in the Eagles' favor. And going back to that Andre Dillard draft, we always went through the scenarios like, what if Jeffrey Simmons does make it to Philly? Like, yeah, you take him, right? Like, you 100% take him. Damn, if only now. Yeah, right? Oh, man, could you imagine Simmons in this defense as well? That would be truly unbelievable. But I think I would have that reaction like if Christian Gonzalez is just begging you to take him at 10 and nobody takes him and the Eagles get him. I'll be pretty thrilled. I will be pretty excited at that as well. And how does that happen? Four quarterbacks, a whole lot of craziness. Right, we should be rooting for Houston to take Will Levis. Yep, and teams trading up to go get Paris Johnson. If Paris Johnson goes earlier, maybe Peter Skaronsky goes a little bit earlier. And maybe Jalen Carter does fall. Are teams sold on him? Maybe, maybe not. But if you're the Philadelphia Eagles who might not pick in the top 10 for the next hopefully five to 10 years, you have to be excited at that opportunity, right? Even if the things you hear from the scouts in the buildings, it's like, oh, maybe he isn't the best practice player. The Eagles have gotten the best out of guys like that before, man. Like when talent meets opportunity in Philly, it just seems to work out, right? And if Jalen Carter ends up a Philadelphia Eagle next to Jordan Davis with N'Kobe Dean behind him, how could you not be thrilled? Yeah, for sure. Gino, I think something else on my wish list, and I think for you too, is that it doesn't have to be the 10th overall pick. Maybe it's 30, maybe it's 62, maybe it is 10. I really would like one of those first three picks. And I know two of them are going to be linemen probably. I put a lot of money on that being the case. Mm -hmm. I would really like just one of those picks to be a defensive back. It could be a cornerback. It could be a safety. I just, I would really like a long-term defensive back from this class. Lou, and it's I know that so you agree long. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember exactly where I was when Sidney Jones got drafted. And I said, man, this, this could be that pick, right? Like, oh, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. They, they did that. Maybe he was a first-round guy if he didn't get injured. 
Well, sometimes you get the Sidney Joneses, sometimes you get the Landon Dickersons, right? And I think the Eagles might be in that category this year, Lou. Like maybe at 30, they do nab one of those guys. They're saying, damn. Like, maybe Brian Branch falls. Who knows? Yeah. What if Brian Branch does fall and that's the only safety to go in that first round? Or I think back to when Landon Collins was drafted, he was the first pick of the second round and there was a lot of teams trying to get up to that 33rd pick to go and get him like if the Eagles move back and then they have that opportunity to go up and get that 33rd pick I think that's a, a very exciting opportunity as well and the lack of teams that do have first round picks I think will also help the Eagles in their favor right because those the Rams type of teams right like do they want to get up into the first round for the first right. time and forever well what if they go up and they just want to grab an offensive lineman late after you already got one or a defensive lineman late after you already got one. Well, that spits another player down your board that maybe potentially you didn't think you were going to get. And that's where it's going to get really exciting, Lou, is after the top 10. Like I know the top 10 is going to be great for all of us, but once the chalk picks start to go in this class, that's when you really don't know what the order is going to be like. Right. Yeah. What is the difference between that 15th right. to 60th player on different teams? Boards, boards are going to be very different. And that's the thing is that's what's, you know, the top 10 is fun. Of course. I mean, seeing where these four quarterbacks go, mm -hmm. but we know for the most part, we don't know exactly what spots, but we know which prospects are going to go. We know the four quarterbacks are going to get taken. We right. know, you know, at least Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez will get taken. Skaronsky and Paris Johnson. I imagine B. John Robinson will probably be a top 15 pick if you know that's not a slam dunk but i predict it as of right now mm. compared to how many blue chip prospects are out there but yeah you're right like after 10 it's kalijah kansky could go 11 mm -hmm. he could go 30 yeah somebody could go 29 you have no idea yeah, somebody might say we like emmanuel forbes better than joey porter jr mm -hmm. we're gonna take him here you know, we have no idea. You look at how all these edge rushers, somebody might say we like Edabawar better than Lucas Van Ness. Who who knows? I mean, as you mentioned, with this class especially, there are things so up in the air that teams' boards are, they're always different. This year, I think they're going to be very different. So, which is good for the live show because there's going to be a lot of, whoa, cannot believe that happened, didn't see that coming kind of picks, which is, again, something I encourage for tomorrow because that's good content for us, for sure. Uh, Gino, Anything else on your wish list for tomorrow or just throughout this draft for the birds specifically? Ooh, um, I'd like to make at least one to two selections in those rounds, four, five, and six. I get think back that in would those be rounds, ideal yeah. to get into those rounds. And yeah, you're you're lacking picks, but you know that there are going to be guys that you're sitting there and how he's saying man, I would love to get this guy at pick 152, right? Like let's right. trade a seven, uh, six away next year to go up and get this. And that's one thing I want. Howie Roseman, he's always been somebody that loves the optionality, right? But don't sacrifice the future. Yeah, those eight picks important next year, but you also know that you have a couple third round picks coming in as well. So at the same time, don't shy away from that opportunity if it is right. there. Like don't go out and trade a, a first next year and a second next year. That wouldn't be great unless you want to go up and get Will Anderson or something crazy. But yeah, don't mortgage the future. You know, next year is going to be the draft for you, but also at the same time, use that to your advantage. You could end up with 12 picks. Yeah. Let's get into this draft, have seven or eight of them and might get a couple yeah. more swings of the bat to allow you to find that one guy. That's maybe the 53rd guy on your roster as well as the UDFA period. I bet I, I, not a wish list, but a prediction I have Lou, I bet they will follow up what they did with Carson Strong 
and make the highest paid UDFA once again come to Philadelphia. I can see that. Yeah, Howie Roseman really does. And we've seen the help that the Eagles have gotten from UDFAs over the last five to six years that I could see that for sure. And a lot of the logic you're talking about there is also why on my wish list, I'd like at least two trades. Like give me an aggressive Mm -hmm. move up, maybe up the board, you trade for a veteran like a Buda Baker from the Arizona Cardinals, and then give me a trade down. Whoa, you you want a reaction? Yeah, there you go. And then I think a trade down to collect some. I kind of want the have your cake and eat it too thing that how we were in, you know, that we're spoiled to get that. But like last year, you trade down with the Saints. So you get Mm -hmm. the future first, but then you also are aggressive. You trade up for Jordan Davis on day one and you trade for a veteran AJ Brown. Last year, you literally got everything you could think of with trades. I would like to see, you know, a nice balance tomorrow and on Friday and Saturday as well from Howie Roseman. And I think that you can expect him to at least try because that's what Roseman's been trying to do these last few years for sure. All right, Gina, we'll wrap up our final pre-draft show of 2023 with some draft nostalgia. Got some questions for you. We'll get into coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. All right, Eagles fans, this is going to do it for our final show of the offseason before the start of the 2023 NFL draft. Tomorrow night, we kick off the first round. Gino and I are going to be live for you all throughout the first round to get us live. Our reactions, as you saw last year when they traded for A.J. Brown, it was a classic. If you want to see this year's reactions, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to be live on YouTube and on our Twitter account at Locked on Birds. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. Our personal accounts will be plugging those along as well at DBSLOE and at GC24 underscore football. We are ready to go for the weekend as the draft gets underway. And it's our our favorite time of the year, or at least it's close to it. You know, I almost love it as much as the regular season because I love the unknowns. We love the scenarios, the positivity of everybody feels like a winner this weekend. There's just a lot about the draft that we've liked since we were little kids for sure. You know what I mean? So Hmm. it's a great time of year. Yeah. The, the draft for me goes back a long time. My, my dad helped open a restaurant back in the day, and I remember they had a little kitchen in the TV, and I remember seeing in black and white Mario Williams drafted to oh, Houston, God. and I'm like, I, I, yeah. what is this? Like, I love this, and I fell in love with that idea of it and the idea of hope and, and finding new guys. And for me, Saturday's a big day. I have the CGS background. A lot of those guys will be third-round yeah. picks, UDFAs. Like, at the end of the day, guys, I, I want to say – these guys are people like this is the biggest day of their life. Don't be that Debbie Downer. Like, don't be that person that we were talking about in segment one, the chicken little, the sky is falling. Don't be Lou in 2020. Yes. Don't be Lou in 2020. Don't be Gino and Lou when Jalen Hurts <laughs> was selected. Just don't be that guy. Right. And just take yeah. everything with a grain of salt. It is so freaking awesome this time of year. I'm a big Christmas guy too. It, it's better than Christmas Eve for me. Like today is my yeah. Christmas Eve. I won't sleep. I'll wake, I'll read everything, all the reports. I'll go through my Dame Brugler. I got four binders over here, the beast that I printed out. My printer went to the to the crap after Jesus I printed out 300. Trees. Yeah, I'm just killing <laughs> trees over here for the sake of the draft and for the sake of our listeners. All right, Gino, let's wrap up the show with some draft nostalgia. I got some questions for you about past Ooh. Eagles drafts because right. we've been doing this for a long time as fans and as podcasters. This is our fifth draft together, so we've been doing this mm-hmm. for a while. So I got some questions for you to wrap up the show. I'm going to start number one. What was the pick in the past from the Eagles that you were way too excited about that did not work out? So a pick that you loved and it just flopped. And I don't know if we have the same one, but we probably do. 
No, I probably have a different one. Okay, you well, what's, what's yours? It came up on my uh, Snapchat memories today when JJ Ortega Whiteside was drafted. Oh, the yeah, Eagles, never because mind. I remember walking into the studio that week before and I just look, I'm like, what if they draft JJ in the second round? And you're like, yeah, maybe they could. And then it happens. And I loved it. And man, do I look stupid. And Dude. that was just very funny that, that, uh, Honest NFL, who always tweets about the Eagles, he said today, like, if you don't have misses, like, are you really scouting? And that's the one that pops up in my head all the time. Like, yeah. yeah, that's the miss. I completely got that wrong. Like, those big body wide receivers are kind of fading away a little bit. Absolutely. Gino, a year later, I had a pretty embarrassing moment myself, too, with Jalen Rager. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You were more on that than I was. I was okay. I was all because I was obsessed with the speed. I'm like, we yeah. have Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson's hurt, and he's on his last leg. They have to get somebody fast. I liked Brandon Ayuk. I liked KJ Hamler. I liked Jalen mm. Rager. I thought Justin Jefferson, I compared him a lot to Jordan Matthews, which is brutal now looking back. Oh my goodness. But I was watching our live reactions, and I, when we thought Justin Jefferson was the pick, we saw him on the phone on TV. The look on my so face, upset. it's like... I somebody just died in the family. It was un- mm. and then the the joy and relief in both of our tones when they took Rager is so unbelievably embarrassing. So I'm gonna tweet that these videos out tomorrow. But man, the, but that's kind of what makes it fun though. I think is mm. like what a ridiculous reaction. But at the time, like that that's how we were feeling for sure. Um, what's a and you were talking about loving day three for sure. You're a scout. You mm. love you know you've been working with the CGS All Star Game for years now. What's the late round Eagles pick? Maybe in past years you were the most ecstatic for. Ooh, I love Teron Jackson, but I think Josh Sweat was a fourth round guy. And I remember seeing Todd McShay break him down that day and Todd McShay. I mean, like everybody started with him and Kuiper. Like we all kind of came up. Oh yeah. Right. And Todd McShay is like, I could see in four years from now, we're saying this guy is the steal of the draft. I remember that. And And I was like, he kind of was, he was, fall in love with this guy, man. He's a, a fourth round guy. He's got all the injuries, like a blue chip type of guy who had the injuries, knocked him back. And he comes to Philadelphia and has just continued to evolve his game. And at the time I was hyped up and then to see his evolution too, like not like one guy that I was really in love with during the draft cycle because he, he was playing out of position. I just didn't see what he could have done for the Eagles at the time. And my scouting brain is changing. You're saying, Six foot four guy who can bend like that. Yeah, man. Get him on my team. Josh Sweat, yeah. like fourth rounder. How how can you beat that? Mine was 2020, sixth round Quez Watkins was oh, one of, of the course. few my guys yep. that I had. And the Eagles rare or I should say one of the, the few my guys that the Eagles actually drafted. That doesn't yeah, really happen a lot. John Jackson, I think, in the same draft. If I'm uh right. you had John Hightower that oh, was. Oh, it was Hightower. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. you were big on John Hightower. I liked Quez Watkins, and we both got our burners on mm-hmm. day three. They traded for Marquise Goodwin. They they were That's obsessed right. yeah. with speed. Like yeah, they, they had were a just track mind. Yes, they they really literally had a one track mind. So Quez was the guy for me that I was over the moon about. So here's another one for you. The pick that maybe you reacted the worst towards. Like the strongest in a negative way, which you don't do a lot, but is there a pick I mean, for me it's definitely Jalen Hurts twenty twenty. Yeah, I was in, unbelievable in our time here. Like for yeah. sure Jalen Hurts and Yeah, both of and us. And then going back to I, I think the Marcus Smith selection because I was just like, I was sitting, I told this story on the show the other day. I was sitting in my dorm room with my roommate. He said, what position is really going to anger you if the the Eagles take it? 
and it's linebacker. a no-name Marcus Smith, and you're like, and we oh, all the- knew Gino; he was not a first-round player. Like all, oh, there's yeah, sometimes we're like, okay, I don't know, maybe we're missing something. With mm. Marcus Smith, we all said, whoa, he was not on anybody's board here, and it sucked too because Lou, you talk about the idea of luck. Right before that, in that class where it was like these are the bell of the ball, very similar to this, where it's like they had maybe twelve to thirteen guys that probably garnered that first round interest. Brandon Cooks goes, the Saints hopped in front of the Eagles, oh. and right before that, haha Clinton Dix went and yeah, haha wasn't the greatest. I think Byron player, Jones, but, did you say Byron Jones as well? Yeah, he got picked right before them as well, I think, a yeah. couple picks prior. And the Eagles walked away with Marcus Smith, and you're like, damn, Brandon Cooks would have been the perfect Eagles pick. I'm a I'm an Oregon guy and I'm begging for an Oregon State Beaver on the Eagles. I couldn't believe <laughs> it. And yeah, you walk away with Smith, and yeah, I think we were everybody was right on that pick. All right, last one for you before we wrap up the show. Who was the one that got away? There's a prospect on the board. Maybe it's early in the draft. Probably is in the first three rounds. You think there's a really good chance the Eagles could take him? They either go for a different prospect or a team jumps right up in front of them. Is there a guy like that for you over the last few years? I think that whole safety class of like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Nassim yeah. Darnell Savage, it was like we could have got any of these guys who are day one contributors. Juan Thornhill and was in that class Juan too. Thornhill as well. I mean, a yeah. Super Bowl champion and the Eagles just kind of missed the boat. They did circle back and get J- uh, CJ2K, or not yeah. CJ2K, what am I talking CJ. about? <laughs> CJ Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, Chris Johnson Chris reference Johnson. on the show. Yeah, could you imagine if they traded for Chris Johnson in alternate reality? The one where they didn't get Frank Gore, but they ended up with Chris Johnson. Yeah. That would be yep. pretty funny, but no. <laughs> I think that definitely was the one that's like, damn, they really do have a need here. And is my representation and understanding of what they're doing in that draft room a little bit long, wrong? And at the same time, Lou, I love that you brought up these questions because you go back to thinking about that. And I believe both of our paradigms have changed in the past five oh, years. And if you're not constantly so. evolving, yeah, everybody's going to get guys wrong. I look like a biggest idiot on the planet Earth with J.J. Ortega Whiteside. I know that. There's also wide receivers that I've fallen in love with. And especially now with the Eagles, your mind changes. Like we sit here and say, yeah, Jalen Rager at the time was our pick. But nobody with a brain would have taken him with over Justin Jefferson, right? But teams have to live and learn, and you can either be those GMs that get axed by not learning from their mistakes, could potentially be Nick Casario tomorrow if he ends up taking Will Anderson over one of those quarterbacks, yeah. or you'd be the Howie Roseman who finds a way to get a top 10 pick and the 30th pick overall in a year. For sure. Year Super Bowl. Yeah, Gino, my... I mean, a lot of my draft philosophies have changed. I mean, just look at running back. I am very mm-hmm. against B. John Robinson. In 2019, I wouldn't shut up about the first running backs in the yep. the draft, the first and second round. I mean, all mm-hmm. I talked about that year was Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery. Yeah, Evan, dude, yes. Devin Singletary. That's the one that got away from me, actually. It was 2017. I was all in on Dalvin Cook. Cook. Yeah, that's your In boy. the first yeah. round, I was at the draft in Philly when I heard him, when Roger Goodell said with the 14th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select, uh, I thought he was going to say Dalvin Cook. I'm like, no way. For like 0.3 seconds, I thought it might be Dalvin. And then in the second round, you were ecstatic when they got Sidney Jones. Mm-hmm. I was a little upset because I thought Delvin was about to fall. Minnesota knew Philly wanted him. They trade up right in yep. front of them with Cincinnati. Oh, so Lou, De- Lou, the one who got away to tie it in with JJ? Yeah. Nicole Hardman, that's my guy. Yeah, he you loved Nicole right Hardman. ahead. JJ Ortega-Whiteside was going to be the pick. Ah, Metcalf was that for me Nicole. that year, too. Yeah, no, I think we're equal yeah. on that as well. And Just live and learn, man. That's this time of year. You yeah. can always get better. I mean, there's a lot of losses in scouting, and you find that out, but... 
it's going to be an awesome opportunity for this organization, yes, it is. man. And I highly recommend going on the Philadelphia Eagles website. They've put out a couple different videos of a couple of their scouts going out to some of these events, the scouting combine and Reese's senior bowl and what they exactly look for. And those breadcrumbs were inevitably going to lead up to that Hansel and Gretel destination, yes, which is the draft tomorrow. Just soak it in. It's a one time of year thing. It's like waking up on Christmas morning. I can't wait. Tomorrow we go live starting at the top of the first round the 2023 nfl draft tomorrow Ooh. night subscribe to the lockdown eagles podcast on all platforms and on youtube as well shout out to the everydayers part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day also tomorrow make sure you also join kyle Krabs, joe marino and other lockdown nfl local experts on the lockdown nfl scouting youtube page for live nfl draft coverage presented by ultimate football gm kyle and joe will be live during all of rounds one two and three and then on saturday they'll get you caught up after each round join the draft dudes for the first round tomorrow night live on youtube on the locked on nfl scouting page at 7 30 so have me and gino on one screen have the draft dudes on the other we're all part of the lockdown podcast network and also check out our mock draft special which is on our locked on nfl draft youtube channel all 32 picks 31 i should say are available on youtube get ready for tomorrow's draft with locked on for gino camilleri i'm lou dibiase signing off this has been the locked on eagles podcast that's a wrap for all of our pre-draft content. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow for the draft. Let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.